and uh, welcome to the Conversation XL edition. Uh, yeah, so tonight, yeah, we're doing something different. Yeah. Um, we're going to have... What are we doing? Different? Yeah, lots of people. Yeah. We're going to have lots of people in here in the room with us um, talking about something we talked about before, but we're going to get a lot of different opinions um, and have a little deeper conversation with several people. So stay tuned and see how that goes. We'll see you in a little bit. Bye-bye. Is the Bible still relevant? Sounds good. But is, is the Bible still relevant? Is it... Um, and I think, okay, so like I know everybody in this room, so I'm going to go, well, Christians, we should have invited two or three atheists. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we didn't. Um, so with that in mind, um, I guess the best way to get started is, what, what is what's relevant mean? What do I mean when I say relevant? Believe. Believe? Is it is it believable? Would that be a way of saying... So let's separate, it from, let's separate it from the Bible. If I told you that a map, you were going to go buy a map, but you wanted to buy a map that was relevant, what would that mean? Pertinent to today. Pertinent to today. That it where makes it. Where you're going. Yeah, for where you're traveling and where you're going. Yeah. yeah. So a map that was relevant to Muncie, Indiana, maybe, absolutely wouldn't be relevant to New York City. Certainly not relevant to London. Um, one, one of the things that kind of brings this up, too, for us and why it's important uh, for we as Christians, um, there's a lot of attacks going on about the Christian faith. I read an article today uh, where there are people who are saying that um, Jesus did not exist. He is a, uh, it's a methodical history. Uh, uh, mythological history is what, where there were things that happened historically, and out of that, things grew. Um, as far as the Bible is concerned, uh, it's under a, a, an attack, um, and I found this on a place called Biblica.com, where the names, dates, and events of the Bible have been under attack. Uh, things such as the virgin birth, resurrection, and healings, how they couldn't have happened. And uh, if the Bible's talking about that, then it, it can't be a book that's relevant for today because we all know that that stuff didn't happen. And there's other norms that they talk about. Um, so that's one of the reasons why this conversation for us is kind of relevant today. Uh, there's even a, a thing where they were talking about, I think you and I talked about this, where artificial intelligence is expected to create its own Bible within the next four years, I think it is, and one relevant for today. Not scripture, a Bible that they're talking about, uh, that it could create that would um, be better than the Bible and better for mankind today. So um, those are some of the things why this, this particular topic is, is really important. It's, um, there's a lot more to it than just if we think the Bible's important or not. Yeah. So well, I think so many young kids today haven't grew up with being in church or their parents being in church. And it's quite irreverent to them. But to even think that to go to church or to be mm -hmm. responsible for some stuff. 
So I agree that being somebody who goes to church is one of the things that makes the Bible relevant to you. But if I said, oh, I guess, what is it about being someone who goes to church that makes the Bible relevant to you? More relevant to you? What is it that, that makes the Bible more relevant? Well, I always think consider the source. Because back to the map thing, if my six-year-old granddaughter draws me a map, it's probably not going to take me anywhere. It's cute. But if my brother gives me a map, I'd probably get there. Yeah. You know? So yeah. who, is, who is it about? Who mm -hmm. is the my. authority? My next-door neighbor's dad her, wasn't a Christian, but he was in a bad wreck. Had several broken bones, and he was in a coma for about five days. Mm -hmm. He came out of the coma, but he still had a lot of broken bones and everything. Sure. I think they didn't expect it. They thought he was dead for a long time. Yeah. And he woke up, and he claims that Jesus walked out of the off of the wall and said, "You're healed." He got up out of that bed and walked down the hall, and nobody could believe why he was up walking around. Yeah. And the doctor says, well, you can't, I'm ready to go home. The doctor said, you can't go home. You got this broke, that broke. They took all x-rays and couldn't find one broken bone. Wow. And he, he went around all the, a lot of churches around here and told his story. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so I'm going I'm to ask you a question, and when I ask, this is what I worry about. When I ask you a question, it's going to sound like I'm telling you you're wrong or I don't want to hear that. But I'm asking because I do believe that and I do want to hear what you have to say, okay? So just fair warning. Don't think I'm coming at you. <laughs> um, what's that have to do with the Bible? It does have to do with the Bible, but what's well, it yeah, have to do? Yeah, because Jesus was the one that healed him. Okay. And where do you know about Jesus from? Uh-huh. And where do you know about Jesus from? Well, right in the Bible, yeah. yeah. So my, back to some of what Rick was saying, the historical existence of Jesus as a person okay, is being attacked because he is the most recorded human in human history. There are more facts about and understanding about Jesus than any other human in human history. And not just his people. I mean, uh, if I tell you that Juan tells you that Juan's telling the truth, that's called a circular reference. Which means, if Juan tells me Juan's telling me the truth, well, no kidding, Juan tells me Juan's telling me the truth. If, if I say this Bible says that this Bible is valid, and it's a hymn, so that's really weird. Um, if I tell you that the Bible tells me that the Bible is true, that's a circular reference. That doesn't help anybody. But if I say that the Bible tells us of Jesus and of his healing and his love and his care for us, and then you tell me that someone had an experience with Jesus, modern experience with him, that testifies to the, to the book. Fair enough. <clears throat> and that's one of those things for me. Um, there are truths 
in the Bible. Now, there are other books that have truths. Yeah. Um, so that in itself doesn't set the Bible apart. But the things that I find in my life that um, have been a guide for my life tell me that there are certain truths in the Bible that go beyond what man can put together. Uh, and it had to be um, of, of a design from God. Um, Jesus being fully God and fully man is certainly a part of what those truths are for me. <clears throat> so, and then I've had those times where I think we as Christians can, can say that we've all had those times where, not that the Bible needs to prove itself, but there have been those times in our walk uh, where the Bible has certainly um, presented itself in a way that has been a truth that we could hold on to. Um, who God is, how he dealt with his people. Um, the, the, I'm, trying to, I'm trying really hard not to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do it. There's historical value. There's psychological value. There's emotional value. But it, we have to be very careful if we say that the Bible is a, is a historical book. It has history, but it's not technically a history book. It has psychological value, but it's not a book of psychology. It's, and yet there are truths of all of those things in the Bible that we can hold on to. Um, a history book is basically just a history book. It doesn't have a lot of psychology in it. So, um, from that from that perspective, I think that's a, a spot where you kind of have kind of have to stop and talk about this. Yeah. What's the Bible? What is it? It's a life guideline. It's, it's a, a life guide. Okay. The other thing, what I think is weird, is that we understand what an app is, and we poke the app, and whatever the app tells us, we believe. We just go with it. We do. Um, <laughs> and this is an app and the app is made to apply it and if you don't apply it it doesn't work right you never so, if you never open it it's not of any use to you right right yeah and so when you get an app that does what you need it to do you tell somebody else about it so that they can use that app in their life and that's what we do absolutely good way to put it <laughs> it is that that's one thing it is it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to Righteous Living. Yeah, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> Somebody heard this. 47. I was, when my daughter died with cancer, it wasn't easy, but I was at peace with that. Now, go to when my granddaughter was killed, I was a mess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you and the there, Lord there had, was times that had some discussions. There were a couple times, well, more than a couple, but about two to three months. And I, you know, I finally just said, Doug, you're going to have to carry me because I, I can't function. Mm -hmm. And he did. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that Because when I said that, the peace kind of come over me. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking, that it is the inspired written word of God. Okay. So you hear that, it becomes cliche, but... There's a lot packed in that little sentence, you know? There is. I feel like it's as relevant as you make it. Well, but, but that's kind of what we're driving at, okay? What, what, do you, what, what does relevant mean 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit to what is the Bible. Um, how many books is the Bible? Sixty-six. Sixty-six books. Yeah. Okay. So why am I going? Who cares? What are you saying that for? Well, the reason I said that is because Rick said it's not a history book, but it contains history books. Okay. It's not a and in, and in fact, when people start talking about it not being <clears throat> real, um, there have as very recently more than like I think it's like more than twenty-five people characters from the Bible have been historically verified as having existed and been in the place that they were, mm -hmm. including of all odd things, the week the story this week about Joseph. There's a yeah. coin from Egypt with Joseph on it. Um, so it's a history book. Alright? Now, written from the perspective of who? The Jewish people. So it's gonna have a Jewish bent. Right? So it's a little more the same as an American history book is going to have American history from an American perspective. The Old Testament's pretty well history. It's a lot of history. Um, what other kinds of books are in there? Now that I said it's 66, but Bible doesn't mean the title of the book. It, it means a collection of books. It's a, it's a Roman term for a collection of books. Biblia. You've heard that before, right? So it's a collection of books. So the Holy Bible, it's a collection of holy books. So there we go. So there's, he said there's history. There's history from a very Jewish perspective. What else is in there? Those who've read it? Our future. It, it has uh, apocalyptic or revelations or prophecy. There's books of prophecy and revelation and apocalyptic, which is a very specific type of writing. Um, but there's those kinds of books. What did you say? Poetry. There's it's poetry. There's a poetry book. Mm -hmm. So we got we've got psalms, right? Psalms, psalms mm -hmm. are songs or poems, right? So we got that. What other kind of books? Can we, we talk about it every week when we're in here in class. We talk about we read an Old Testament verse, a New Testament verse, a Gospel verse, and an, an Old Testament verse and a what? A wisdom literature. It's got wisdom literature. So Proverbs. He who, sh he who does not work shall not eat. <laughs> it's a proverb, all right? I think so, it's legalistic also. It, it's a legal book. It's absolutely a legal book. Yep. It has specific, very drawn out laws, including penalties and all the pieces, mm. right? So that's all in there. Um, it's, it, it contains what are called uh, narrative biographies. A narrative biography is when you're, if, if I asked Kay to write uh, a biography of Ray, she would tell it from a very Kay perspective and she wouldn't know all of Ray's story, but she would have a very, a very Kay perspective. I could do the same thing and ask Maria and Juan to write a gospel of Ray and they, they would have their own different versions of him, right? So those are narrative biographies, which is why you're going to get two different people telling the same story two different ways. So we've got those. What are all of the letters of Paul? What, what are most of those? It's actually just personal correspondence. We have personal correspondence. Absolutely. 
And then we have theology books. I mean, if you want a theology book, you could take almost the rest of them, throw them away, and pick up the book of Romans, right? And genealogy, because it's one thing to be a book mm. of history, but it's also a lineage. Yeah. You know? It's a history of, of sorts, but it's a very specific kind of history, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's an accounting book. It's a genealogy you know, of who was born to who and who was begot to who. Yeah. It also tells us about certain numbers, um, uh, numbers of things, and that's legal. There's yeah. legal writings in it um, about the way things should be. There's medical uh, ways to handle medical things in the scripture. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I thought was interesting was back then, they didn't have the medicines and stuff that we have now. Okay, I'm going to say something, but realize that man took it step, steps further. But people who had certain diseases were supposed to be isolated. We, even, we just did it two years ago with COVID, yeah. uh, where we had people isolate themselves. Um, and then we all saw how that went with different things because we started getting involved with our own thoughts. But there, there's so many things that the Bible is. I, I like what Billy Graham said, that the Bible is a love letter. Um, it's a letter to us about um, who God is and how he loves us and why he loves us and what he hopes for us. Um, there's all these facets to what the Bible is. But I think to, to, even, to get back to what you were saying, why is all of that relevant today? Because it's written for people, by people, and we're people. For what? What's it, what is it written for? If, you, if I were gonna say, <coughs> if I were gonna say, Juan, you should read the Bible, and Juan said, why? Oh. Why? Why should Juan read the Bible? Because of all the things that we just said, up to and including uh, financial. It gives us advice, it gives so, us a guideline, it gives us uh, to make my life better here. So good, good advice, good financial advice. Mm -hmm. um, um, is salvation. financial advice, is good financial advice, good general financial advice relevant no matter when you give it? Mm -hmm. Is that a fair thing to say? It is. Neither, neither a borrower nor a lender be, which is Shakespeare, not the Bible. <laughs> but There's a lot of things in here that's going on today. Mm -hmm. Still. Still. I mean, it's... Yeah. And it's personal. So it's... For every person. It's... Can I start to pronounce the word relevant? Relevant. <laughs> and so if it, it's in here, even though it was written a long time ago, happening, a lot of what's going on and happening today. Okay, yeah, so the Bible is, how old is the Bible? How old is, how old is the Bible we're walking around with? 70, I don't know. 80? 70 started, AD? Started writing then. Pieces, parts, yeah. But the book itself is said to be from around 1000 BC. This is when they started writing it down. But those stories had been being told well, for thousands of years. Well, now, that would have been the Old Testament on that exactly. one. Exactly, yeah. So pieces of it are 3,500 years old. Well, yeah. Right? So 
if we take those, so it wouldn't be 3,500, would it? it would be 3,200, let's call it, years old. Pieces of it are that old. The Bible that we walk around with in our hand was put together around 325 A.D. So even then, it's like 1,800 years old. So, but what? But if if I get good financial advice, it doesn't matter how old that is, right? right? Um, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter how old it is. That's if the I, part if, that Harvey was uh, alluding to that it's relevant now because this is all documented from way back then, and the human condition is still the same. Exactly. It's the, that stuff is still here. Interestingly enough, the, the Bible tells us about revolving crops. Mm -hmm. you plant over six years, and the seventh year, leave the field, leave the field. fallow mm -hmm. so that it, you don't have a dust bowl. Uh, but they didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> and they had a dust bowl. Um, so it, it is relevant in that those things, the things that it says are still coming true. So that's something that makes it. Why would I tell... Give me some other reasons. Why would I tell Juan to read the Bible? Do you so read it for financial? Do you? So if he wasn't, if if he wasn't a Christian, and you told him to read the Bible, he would become a Christian. To guide him in faith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Like a good map. A good map well, would get them. Yeah. See, now that's what I'm saying. When I talk about a map or a cookbook, a, ma a, a, a relevant map is a map that would take you where you want to go, where you, where you need to be, to, to, the, to the best place, right? So that makes it relevant, the fact that it will take you there. Does, does your grandma, your great-great-great-great-grandma's recipe for chocolate cake that still tastes awesome and still works, it's relevant, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter whether it's from back then. So that's what, that's something that makes it relevant. Okay, so we keep talking about all these all these things and what's funny is I don't know that I'm hearing something that tells me why you read the Bible. I read it because it's life-changing and I tell people to read it because it's life-changing. What do you mean? There's hope, There's if you're going through hope. depression, Go to the Bible. If you have financial problems, go to the Bible. If you're confused and you don't know what to do, go to the Bible. If you don't know what college to go to, go to the Bible. It's instructional, and it's hope-filled, and it's solid, and it's eternal. And it's not just about living here. It's a, it's, there's a Of all these books, it, there, it's a storybook. Mm -hmm. And there's a story that is relational for us to invite us into a relationship with Christ. And so anyone I know that's going through anything, my son tells me, you're probably out there talking Jesus to him. I probably am. <laughs> because it doesn't matter what the problem is, there's an answer in that book. Okay. Yeah. And it's one way that God speaks to us. And we, when we pray, we speak to him. And when we read, he speaks to us. And it's weird how many times you hear somebody say, I wish God would speak to me. And you go, dude, how many Bibles do you have in your house? Yeah. Oh, even if you had that phone thing you carry around, every translation, every language, it's all right there in your hand. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm God talking to you, sure. Steal a little bit of what Maria just said, because one of the things I thought of was, um, for me, one of the reasons I would tell people to read the Bible is because it has eternal truths. It's, it's a truth that lasts 
throughout the generations from the beginning of time to the end of time these things that were written to us will guide us be that map uh, the thing that gets us through and it is his voice to us mm -hmm. I, I like what you said there yeah um, it's one of the ways that we can hear his voice I'm, I'm like you when people say you, you know you and I had a conversation a couple months ago where I was going through some stuff and it was like you know and I finally realized well if you want to know get back into the word and get back into prayer and yeah. that's where you need to be if you're going to try to find God's voice hear him speak and for me one of the reasons I would tell somebody to read the scripture the relevance for me is that the truths in it are eternal they're, they're always um, and then you can just leave it at that God's truths are always and it's and it, and and back to believable or not believable faith comes by hearing hearing by the Word of God. Lots of ways to get the Word of God, but there's one right there. You know, read it. And then the other thing is, there are lots of ways to get to the Word of God, but the Bible tells us there's only one way to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. So if there was only one app, I would want everybody I know to have that clue to get it, to know. Yeah. This is the app. Don't bother with the rest of them, because this is the one. This is the only one. It's proved. It's tried. It's timeless. It's eternal. It's, this is it. And I'd be calling everybody, trying to tell them, hey, don't bother with that. You, you know, go to the one, because there's only one way to get to Christ. The Bible tells us Jesus is the way, mm -hmm. the only way. Everything else is waste. So why wouldn't you tell people? And, and if you know that the only way they can believe, because there are a lot of reasons not to believe, but if you know the only way not to believe, or the only way to have that faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You've got to know or hear or see or be exposed to the Word of God so that Holy Spirit can work with you and that faith will come. Otherwise, everything else, what do you, it's just another book you're reading if there's no faith. Um, I got, I got it. You're sitting here quiet and I love the things that you have to say. What, what's, what, tell me what gears are spinning. Oh, I've got all kinds of gears spinning right now. Okay. But. I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, you, you ask him why or how the Bible is relevant. I think what you take the body of Christ or the church and the Bible, and hand in hand, they affirm each other and make each other relevant. The Bible is relevant because we live this life around these other Christians, and here the Bible is telling us, you know, this is how it is, this is how how it should be, this is what God says, you know, and then we're seeing it in real life. Okay, that, that affirms that, that book, and that book is also affirming our life around, the, around these people. I've heard, the, I've heard the Bible called the Word of God. And one of the things that when you go to school to be a pastor and you go through all the stuff there are classes that are uh, one of the earliest conversations we had was you talking about something in particular that they ask about Jesus that you went why are we discussing this um, but some people lose their faith talking about the Bible in seminary because um, as I always said 
um, God does not is not a frog to be thrown on the table and dissected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I heard the word of God, and then after studying and studying and studying and studying the Bible, I realized that for me, I, I don't believe that God said, "Okay, write the write man." Right, name, right, Adam. It is, a, it is a person who has been inspired by God to write down their experience with God. And so, and, and sometimes it's directly, sometimes it's Moses <laughs> standing on Mount Sinai and, and God says, stand back, I'm fixing to write on that tablet. Um, and just, so it's a different thing. But a, a break for me during one of those classes was, was when a professor explained it's the word it's also the word of God which means the word about God it's the word about the people of God it's 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 Abraham Isaac and Jacob and and who becomes Israel and them telling the story of their experience with God it wasn't all roses and light in fact some of it was darn nasty but scandalous. but it's scandalous, uh, <laughs> and by golly, it's good stories too. Yeah. Um, but it, but if you're reading it, it's it's sometimes you have to go. This is the story of God. The story of Samson is is nasty. That ain't hardly right, you know. Nasty stuff. But it's the story of Samson's relationship with God. Mm -hmm. It's the story of. All the way through his life, you're all, we're all going. This is the hero. What, what are we doing? And then we get to the end, and we go, Oh, that's what God was doing. Oh, I see what He was doing now. And He can use that guy. He could use me. So, in other words, to me, the other thing, to what you're saying, Jonathan, it's it's the story of those things going together. The the people of God and the Word of God are. Presenting, there's a Jonathan in that book. Mm -hmm. There's a Kay in that book. There's a Maria in that book. You know, you know what I'm saying. There's a there's a Mary and a Deronda, and, and there's they're in that book. And so when you're reading it, to me, you find you can find your you in there. Whatever your situation is, you can find you in there. That's why I tell people to read it. Because no matter what they're going through, no matter who they are, what phase of their life they're in, there's a story in there. And then I know from personal experience, and because I am a believer, that Holy Spirit's going to take that reading, that word, and it will not be vain, it will not remain empty, it may not be today, it may not be my plan or my way, but God is the only one who knows what worked for me. God is the only one who's going to know how that word, which story in there is going to get Deronda? Which story in there is going to speak to Mary's heart in her situation, in her, in her season? You know, that's why I tell people to read it, because I know it's there. I just, and I don't know. I don't even know what I want some days. I don't even know what I need. You know, but yep, he does. Yep. And it's all I right need there. I'm, to, the oh. word is a lamp into my feet, and that's that's what makes it personal. What you're saying, you, you, you need to figure out what, what you got going on. You get into the Bible, that's it, it lights my path, and for Kay it lights her path, and for you it lights your path. Mm -hmm. it, it's a very it, 
being, being showing you personally how to walk, I, I think, adds to the relevancy. Yeah, so when you go through those, those car accidents or that cancer, then you know that you know that you know that God is there with you because you went through it. And you can share that with somebody else. But to devil's advocate, I just realized not so long ago in my Christian walk, I'm 58 years old, that the Bible, you know, the whole thing about how the round table got together and decided what books went in where? Right. That's what I've heard uh, non-Christians, a lot of people, non-Christians have said to me, it's not even the real Bible. Because did you know there used to be X books and Y books? And yeah. there, was, there was actually a... So who gets to decide what makes a real Bible? The, the Catholic Spanish version that has... Eight or nine more books than the yep. than this one does. The King James version. Catholic English version has and, uh, and a whole I, set of books in the middle. Yeah, and if I'd grown up as a Christian in Spain, I would have had a different mm -hmm. biblical foundation than here. I didn't grow up in England with King James, but you know, in America. Right. So I, it does make you question. But I say to that the same thing: don't get caught over the logistics of who wrote what, when, where. Get in there and read it. Try it. Right. See what Holy Spirit does for you, how He lights your path, you know? Well, there have been times I've read passages, and I thought, that's kind of stupid and weird. Yeah. And then later on, you'd you be reading or doing something, and you think, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing that you can read the same piece of Scripture 16 times and get 15 different meanings out of it. Mm -hmm. Because of where you're at and what's going on in your life. Yeah. So that goes back to the question, the, the, a question that I wrote down when we were first doing this, and that's what's God got to do with it. So, and that is that when people talk about, well, there's like, well, the Gospel of Thomas isn't in there. I say, okay, fine. Have you read the Gospel of Thomas? Or any of the other ones? Like, really, have you read the Gospel of Thomas? Um, and then, well, the Gospel of Judas. Have you read the Gospel of Judas? I've read the Gospel of Judas. Ser seriously? <laughs> why is that? I know why that's not in there. <laughs> it's very clear why it's not in there. But um, somebody had to pick. Uh, the question, though, is, is what's in that book enough to help you have a, a relationship with God and help you find God and, and be in relationship If there were two more books in there, would that help you more? Isn't that a reason a lot of them pulled out the Apocrypha because they're like, this is not necessary for your relationship and your salvation? Yeah, And it also contains... It's cool, but it's, it's just, fun. But we don't need it. Yeah, it also contains a bunch of Jewish mythology. See, I've read Revelations triple times. Yeah. I still don't understand. Yeah, it's like, oh. Well, I mean, it, it, my mind don't comprehend a Dragons lot of that. And a lady that they and, talk about. Uh, what are we doing here? So, either I, I look at it that, that I'm not, I'm either not smart enough or. I'm not acknowledged enough to understand a lot of that that's going on in Revelation. Personally, myself, not everybody, but that I just don't understand a lot of it. But what you do understand is when you needed God to carry you, He did. Yeah, but I meant the book itself. 
of Revelation. Yeah. Yeah. When you read it, 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 it's way out there. Yeah. I bet you could read 1 through 7 and get everything from it, and read 20 through 22 and get everything from it. It's just that stuff there in the middle that gets. <laughs> gets a little wacky, a little hard wacky, Lord, sorry. Um, what I'm saying is, um, is it gets out of context because it's really about a bunch of stuff that already happened and a bunch of people want to try and make it look like it's stuff that's going to happen, but it's really about stuff that happened fairly shortly after he wrote it. But that's, I won't argue, the only thing I can tell you is for sure is 1 through 7, very relevant. <clears throat> 20 through 22, very relevant. Um, the stuff in the middle already happened, but it's also relevant because if I tell you, if I tell you historically what has happened in war, and then you go to war, what's the value of that? I'm going to have some knowledge of what happens at war. Right. Exactly. Yeah. One of my favorites is. Genghis Khan, one of the ways he was able to just, and he was a horrible, horrible person, so don't get me. I, I think he's great. He was a great warrior, conquered most of the known world, but it was because he was such a great general in the way that he did things. But one of the ways that he, you know, one of the things that eventually started happening was people went, hey, I, I saw that one before. I know what you're going to do. I mean, he's one of the first guys that, that sent a bunch of troops in to, to, on horseback to fight this cavalry and got into a fight with them and started losing and acted like they were retreating and started going back. And as they started going back, when, they, when the guys followed them to, we're going to get them, then <laughs> as they got there, there were other troops from Genghis Khan on the sides, on the mountains that just came down and destroyed them. Wiped them out. Knocked them out. But if you hadn't studied that, you wouldn't know. Right? So studying this helps us to know how to walk through this world. <clears throat> One of the things that I appreciate about where I work is that uh, our owner has, throughout the last two years that I've been there, called us all together periodically, every six months, and um, to let us know what's going on with the business, how, what the plans are, um, how things have been, what his idea is to do uh, to make the to grow the business to make it stronger to make it better um, and to when he decided that he wanted to sell part of the business he let us know who he was looking for to do that uh, who he's wanting to sell part of it to and that he felt like he needed to have included in that to um, make sure we were all safe and okay and that the business would keep going so that it wouldn't um, shut down and everybody would lose their their jobs and then when he sold the business he um, took part of the money that he got from his personal money and gave all of us every person to all 43 of us a bonus according to how many years that we'd been there and from last thoughts talking to my boss's boss, um, it was in the hundreds of thousands of dollars that he shared with the employees of the company. I tell you that story because that's one of the things I see about the scripture. Um,
God is sharing his plan, his thoughts. This is who I am. This is what I hope for you. This is what I hope you grab a hold of. This is what I can do. This is what I expect from you. This is what I want you to um, see for today. This is where we've been. This is where we are. This is where we're going to be in the future. And I see scripture, one of the reasons it's relevant to me today is because um, it, it's talking about, to coin this term, God's giving us his game plan. And he's telling us, I, I love you so deeply, so much, that I want you to know. And I want you to feel like you can rely on me. And one of the ways that I'm going to do that is by exposing myself in the stories of myself and my people who are writing about me and sharing who I am. So to me, it brings the relevance. You know, it, it was very relevant to me about the company that I work for, uh, what was going on. And I appreciate my boss, the owner, so much more because of that, because he was willing to be vulnerable. In this story, I think God's being vulnerable with us, allowing us to see him, who he is totally. Um, and then to the point of saying, look, I mean, I know you may not understand it all, but I'm, I'm going to give myself to you even more so that you can know that I'm serious about this. I'm all in. Are you? So. The, the Bible, the Jewish people refer to their Bible, the Torah, as the way, mm -hmm. which is interesting mm -hmm. that Jesus calls himself the way. I right. am the way. Uh, and so what you're saying in God bending to us, making himself vulnerable to us, he's also saying this is the way you ought to be. Mm -hmm. This is the way you need to be doing yep. it. You need to be sacrificing yourself for my kids, for, right. my, for my babies. I'm not asking you to do anything that I haven't, that I wouldn't do, that I haven't already done. That um, I do. yeah. Okay, guys, I think that's all I've got. Unless any of you've got something else. Well, when I was laid off at Liftaloft, I went to work at this place, and every morning before we started, <coughs> the owner had prayer every morning. Yeah, and there was probably 30 people that worked there or more. Mm-hmm. And everybody got the, everybody went around before they even started to work around them, and he prayed. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else? Okay, guys. Cool. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us.